Episode 145 of the Library Pubcast, being recorded 90th and Fort, Omaha, Nebraska, the Metro's largest whiskey joint, featuring a Tullaberdine Whiskey Wednesday coming up on December 7th. Looks like a 15-year, a 25-year, a burgundy cask, a sherry cask, and the uh, the Big Daddy, yeah, good, uh, 1970. Officially a 44-year-old scotch. Jesus. That's really good. It is really good. It's friggin' expensive. Is that the oldest scotch we have in the building? Yes. Because uh, Balvini 40 would probably be next. Yes. Well. I feel a little bit better that there is a scotch in the building older than me. There's not one in the building older than me. I don't you're think they made scotch that long ago. <laughs> I beat you to, to it, Dan. You don't see any 100-year-old scotches. You don't. <laughs> God, how much juice would be left in a barrel, and a, a, a scotch that was aged for 100 years? What is it, 7% volume loss every no. year? Uh, that's... Closer to bourbon. Bourbon, okay. Scotch is probably closer to three, three, three and yeah. a half. Still, man. So you figure that they lose a third of a barrel over 100 years. Yeah. And that, my friends, is why scotch, one of the reasons why a 100-year-old scotch would be so damn expensive. Uh, a bottle of Macallan 80, 75 or 80, just sold for $47,000. Well, I got a deal. I just saw the 72 last year went for 280,000 <laughs> for a bottle, which is when, fucking when, when they bottle when McCallum bottles those, they go to a, some specialty glass maker and have it made crystal oh, it takes a year and have to make the bottle. Yeah. Sort of deal like Remy. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh no Tom today. He is Frolicking through the hills of Italy. Enjoying, Turin, I believe. Enjoying what's that? Turin. Turin. Really? You think he's gonna go see the shroud? Probably not. He's not doesn't strike me as a religious person, and the shroud of Turin, I don't believe, is in Turin, isn't it? In Rome? Did it get moved to Rome? It would make sense. It would. I believe it is in Rome, uh, under lock and key. I think they're going Vacuum to a sealed. few different few different areas. Yeah. That's always there. a fun one. If I ever see a documentary about the Shroud of Turin, I'll turn it on. I'll watch it all day. It's fascinating to me watching those guys go back and forth. I don't know much about it. It was supposedly the, the cloth that surrounded Jesus Christ. And when he ascended, it put Fancy. a negative of his image on this cloth. And the cloth has survived time. And, and t- several times science has been like, uh, no, this isn't uh, 2022 years old. It's like 500 years old. So it's and still pretty old. A couple of years later, they're like, oh, wait, no, like 500 years ago, the monastery that it was being held in Washed had a fire it. and uh, it, got, it got saturated in smoke. So it's that that you're detecting. And science is like, okay, well, let's check another spec- section of it. And, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not letting people test it anymore. So it could be real. It couldn't be real. I think that's what's fun about it. Well, like the Bermuda Triangle, where it's just fun watching people speculate. That means I have a shroud to couch. Shroud to couch. <laughs> I know my, where I sit on the couch has my ass print. Yeah. It, you know? <laughs> and it's a little lower. It's getting uncomfortable to sit on it because it's kind of... Ours is not even six months old, so I'm still working it back in, but yeah. All right. 
Let's address it. Let's talk about it. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, what are we... Nebraska finally beat Iowa. They did. Oh, yeah. Nebraska yeah. finally looked see, good. See, that's... I know that you get excited mm. every year for the past seven to come in and give us crap, but I honestly totally forgot that we beat the shit out of you guys. We didn't beat the shit out of them. We beat them. We yeah. beat them. We no, beat that, game, that game was a lot more of a beatdown than the score let it on to Billy. Yes, it was. Yes, are we, it are was. we talking yes, about the Husker game? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We were up, what was it, 20? They started coming back. You yeah. guys have been up 20 to nothing several times and still lost it. But you, Over the last didn't. five years. You also yeah. took out our star years, our quarterback. Had, and you, you took out our nothing, best defender. Your, your, your program <laughs> is nothing compared to the Huskers will ever be. Just know that. Just know that. What do you? What bowl game are you guys playing in this year? I don't care about going to the bowl game. I really right. don't it's, right it's now. I, I don't, don't care I don't. about your argument about how my team is bad, but, but your okay, team so is fine. worse. And if we're gonna talk about that, then let's then let's talk about uh, bowl games in general. How many bowl games have the Huskers been to versus how many bowl games Iowa's been to? How do about you how, do you think it's do you think it's a lot more in the last twenty years? Iowa's been to a bowl sure. game. Right. You know what's true. Okay. You know what the, you know what the series record is. I think Iowa should be ahead by now, right? <laughs> uh, no, Try no, you finally win another ten years, and then you'll be. You finally either. got within twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but there is Iowa the, has only been ahead in the series once, and that was eighteen hundred something. Oh, well, so God! I mean, Iowa had a great team back then. We were amazing. Let's talk about the eighteen hundreds because that's all this state can do is talk about well, back in the day. You know, the Dust Bowl. You know what the <laughs> you know what the series the record Kansas. was when Iowa was ahead, <laughs> one to nothing. Yeah. And they had, they didn't win. That was win great. Another. That was an amazing. That was you we, did. We beat your guys's <laughs> if ass. You guys, that there was, was there was one thing that you could have if if you guys would have beat us on uh, Friday that you guys would have tied the longest win streak in the series because it's eight and mm-hmm. Nebraska's at that. Mm. So, so I think the big victory is the fact that they uh, Nebraska by beating Iowa is keeping them out of some very important games. Well, no, I had a I had a Nebraska fan message me say you should actually thank I, Nebraska for beating you guys because now you don't have to go play <laughs> Ohio State Ohio or Michigan. State, yeah. Michigan. Now you guys go to a bowl game and you got a shot of winning. Yeah. As opposed to just getting embarrassed yeah. at the Big Ten, which whoever plays them is going to anybody get on the West is going to get crushed by Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I was so listening good. to the uh, the announcers and the I don't know there was like they came back from commercial like four minutes ago or whatever and he goes it's the wild wild West. Sarah goes, what's wild about it? And I go, I don't know. It is a shit division. <laughs> it is pathetic. Yeah, but it's competitive. Yeah. Because they're all, they all suck. They're all they're an equal amount of bad. It's like I described right. the, the Iowa-Nebraska game before it happened. It's a, I, I suppose someone's got to win. <laughs> you know? So didn't we have a bet? I'm pretty sure that we had a bet that Nebraska would win, but then you're trying to change it, saying that it was no, Scott I, Frost. I said that beat. Scott Frost would never beat Iowa. Hmm. No, adds. because we didn't even expect Scott Frost to be finishing out this year at the beginning. We this was like two, three years ago. We did this bet. <laughs> no, it was year. a while ago. No, no, it was this. And year. I remember the stipulation <laughs> was, was because there was conversation because you, I think it was you or I brought it up. Said, well, what, what if Scott Frost gets fired before the game? And I said, then he, if he gets fired the Thursday before that Friday game, then he never beat Iowa. Chris. I do not recall the conversation. Neither do I. But if actually the bet was Scott Frost would never win a game against Iowa, okay. 
he would have won. I don't think that was the bet because I would never say that bet. I'll, I would say wait, Nebraska. I'm I wouldn't saying, I, depend I'm, it on a coach. Chris, what I'm saying is I don't know what the bet was, right. but if it was what he says, he wins. If it was well, you say, you win. Right. I'm never going to make a bet to say that Nebraska is never going to beat Iowa. In the history but of it's, a, the, but it's the been, time But frame. it's been like, it, that's not something that I would bet. That like, Scott would, Frost would, would never know, beat uh, Iowa? Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I we wouldn't probably should have written it down. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why we have a bet box yeah. behind the bar. Yeah. I'm going to try to go back and find the recording. Because I remember we did during the podcast. Yeah. And I thought I isolated that audio and saved it somewhere. I but thought you did too. It's got to be somewhere in my archive folder. So we'll find out. So, but anyway. Super duper. Anyway. Yeah. Look, uh, there's a see. glass of whiskey in front of me. Should we try some whiskey and then talk about other things? What other things are we going to talk about? United yeah, States soccer. Did they win? Oh, no, they play Tuesday. They play Tuesday, yeah. Did you see Lost that uh, there's a country trying to kick the United States soccer team out of the tournament? What? No, why? Because they took the emblem off of the Iraqi flag for 24 hours to show support for the women that are trying to get basic human rights. And Iraq's pissed about it, which I get it. Don't fuck with my flag. Iran. Yes, sorry, Iran. I mean, we'd be pissed if someone took someone took the stars off of our off of our flag. So So who took them off? Was it FIFA or the World Cup? United States Soccer. Well, how did United States Soccer get to take their another country's flag off? They just did. Where'd they take it they off? They took of? it off. They took it off of the flag that was on their web page for 24 hours to show support for the women going for women's rights. So was it rights. like ESPN? No, it was on the United States Soccer website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the US governing MNT. body of the United States Soccer Association. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't an actual flag. They didn't get a piece no, of cloth and take it off. Yeah. No, it was on their. I website. was going to say, did they run around and strip the? <laughs> The, the piece off of everybody's flags at the stadium? No, they took it off digitally <laughs> okay. and really, Hello, really... Bill? That, uh, that portion of their flag <laughs> represents the Islamic saying, there yep. is no God but God. So, yeah, that probably... Would you like to <laughs> that kind, of a big, kind of a big deal. How's the World Cup going? It's going good. I There's heard a lot of upsets, man. I heard There's the winning, like winning team is going to get like 25 million cases of Bud Light. Bud? Budweiser, I Bud think. Weiser? The picture I saw would look like all Bud. It was red. So Bud heavy? Looked, yeah, looked all look like Bud heavy. How great would it be if it was Iran? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I doubt it's going to be Iran. It's true. Well, if they win Tuesday, they make it to uh, the knockout stage. Did you, I saw Germany got eliminated yesterday. Oh, really? I did not see that. I, well, oh, wow. I'm, I'm over here, uh, repeating what I overheard Hannah and... Uh, Dan Whaley talking about which I believe well, since Germany lost they got eliminated. They but both follow pretty closely. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. All right, and this concludes the longest soccer conversation we'll have on the podcast. I mean, no, that's not true because if the U- U.S. actually wins the World <laughs> Cup, we'll hey, probably. Uh, what was the the Blackhawks? Who are they a part of? Nighthawks? Who are the team that we supported? The, the football oh, team, the Battlehawks. XFL, Battlehawks. the, the Battlehawks. XFL. Okay, yeah. I saw that there was another season of another football league. That was back. the se- that was the league that came after the league the Battlehawks were in. Okay, and the XFL is gone, or is it still in limbo? As far as I know, it's still in limbo. Okay, all right, let's try some whiskey. Mark, what have you got for us? We are tasting the Singleton Glendulin Fifteen. Uh, Glendulin is a duff te- a Dufton. Distillery, uh, fourth largest distillery in Scotland. It, it sits right next to 
the Balvaney. There's like four or five. Dufton, Dufton, the city of Dufton basically survives off the taxes on the five distilleries Dufton. in the city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't hear that. Glenn Glenn Doolin, I, was, I was waiting for it. Glenn Doolin also makes, okay, there's the Singleton is a 12, 15, and an 18, and it is distributed only in the United States. They also have uh, Glen Ord, which is only distributed in uh, Asia, and another one, which is the Singleton of Dufton, which is only distributed in Europe. Now, there's some argument to be made whether they're all the same juice. They're just putting different labels on it for different countries. Hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. I've never had them. Is um, that the bottle? The... <clears throat> yes. Oh, that's the one? Oh, it's okay, so... So it's the Singleton Glendulin 15. Right. And then there's, there's the uh, the Singleton of Dufton, which is European, and the Singleton of Glen Ord, which is only in Asia. Okay. Uh, this is decent. I love the nose on this. The reason, the reason I picked this one today is it's my genuflection to affordable scotch. Uh this is one you can buy and give as a gift for Christmas. It's going to be around bumping a hundred bucks, but probably not a hundred bucks. Uh, if it's available. And it's available. It's like peach candy on the nose. I just get apples. Oh. Just apple y, pear y. Yeah, I, now I get sour apples fruits. now that you said that. Ah, that's so good. I don't even want to drink this. I just want to smell it. I'll drink it for you. Nope, that's. I get a little bit of strawberry out of it, but it's so hard See, to say. Right, when you said that, now <laughs> get it on. I get strawberry on the taste when I tasted it. For me, this one is it, really all the singletons. Just, for me, are just apple pear, mm -hmm. super super apple pear forward. Super apples. They have capes. Super apples. They have capes. Oh yeah, tough man. Yeah. Do you like that? Do I like the yeah. the apple front? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Makes it super easy to drink. There's no astringency on this. What's the forty percent? So eighty proof. Mm. So there is. It doesn't have a really long finish. Mm -hmm. It's a nice finish, but it's it, it finishes finishes. Yeah. It's way concentrated right at the right at the tip, and then it goes away. Oh, no one wants the tip concentrated. Well, no, you really I do mean, need that kind of. I mean, it's a nice sweet just finish. The yeah. tip. it's you know, just the this would be a good scotch to go out and buy when you're going over to your cousins, brothers, parents, whoever. So if when you don't finish it and you leave it at the house, one you know it's going to get drank. Two, you know you're not not leaving five hundred bucks on the counter. And I think it does look like a. It's got a good label to it that I I think if somebody. I like the fish. If you wanted to take advantage of somebody and be like, I brought you a, a great bottle of scotch, I think they would they would have a tough time not believing you. It's got a good mouthfeel to it, good flavors, good label. They may even go brag. Yeah, my, my buddy brought me a bottle of Singleton the other day. Well, if you, if you don't know what it is and you just go by taste, that's, you know, if it doesn't have that giant name recognition and a, and a uh, big price tag on it, it's just like proof with bourbon. It yeah. doesn't mean it's good. And full disclosure, the, the 18, 
the Singleton 18 is one of my go-tos, uh, both for me drinking. If I'm in the bar and I want a little bit of scotch, that's a go-to for me. Uh, also, I have no hesitancy at all recommending this so, to a neophyte because so it is so good. And it, again, you're not, you know, anybody can find a $500 bottle of scotch that's really tasty. But if you can find a $100 bottle of scotch that's really tasty, you got, you got something. Which I'd think it's even easier to find a $500 bottle of anything that sucks. That doesn't meet you know, your expectations. What was that 25-year-old bourbon we bought from Chris that was horrible? Uh, it was the Michter's 20. Or the Michter's 20. And I had somebody in here Saturday morning, uh, the lady that runs uh, Omaha Bourbon Women or Women of Bourbon in Omaha, oh, yeah. was in here Saturday morning early. She was drinking bourbon like at 1045. And we were talking about that, and she, th she thought that the Michter's 20 was really, really good, and she really enjoyed it. So, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and we've all had it, and it was like, okay. Which that Michter's, that Michter's 20, had, the people that liked it really liked it, and the people that didn't really didn't. So there was, you didn't hear a lot of, well, it's, it's okay. It was either, I don't like this, or boy, this is really good. So, but we wound up selling the whole bottle. Took us a couple of years, but we sold the whole bottle. Oh, there you go. And really, isn't that all that matters? It, that really is. That, that's the most important thing. I just took another big sip. That is so good. It is good. The Singleton. This is always a confusing one for me because Singleton seems to add like several names to their whiskeys. Uh, but Singleton Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the Glendulin, and it's a 15 year available at the Library Pub. Matt, do you know how much a pour? I want to say it's probably right around fourteen to sixteen dollars somewhere. Full pour would be my guess for probably a full, full pour. pour. All right, delicious stuff. One thing we didn't talk about, I think it happened before last week's episode, was um, rest in peace, the Green Ranger. The White Ranger. He was the Green Ranger first, then uh, he was the White Ranger, and then I believe he was also the Black Ranger. He was actually like a quadruple. Black belt and yeah, multiple. He did MMA and stuff like that too. Uh, Jason David Frank was the actor's name. Which I still haven't seen how he died, but I guess I haven't really been looking. Early. He was like 40, speculation 40 is uh, suicide. Forty nine. Was he associated okay. with the Clintons? I have another glass of whiskey in front of me. I wonder <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Talk about something Ev that evidently never, marks in a hurry. Yeah, today. never made no, it. No, I'm, I'm not really in a hurry, but. I, I'm too old to have. I don't remember the Power Rangers. Never watched it. Don't care. I used to watch it every afternoon when I got home from school. I didn't watch it, what but I knew lineup? what it was. What was the lineup that was right after school? I'm trying. I've been trying to remember the lineup because I would get home. Part of it there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sure that there was. That now, was in it, Rescue Rangers. Uh, I want to say that Power Rangers came on at like four or five. It had to be probably it had to be after four because I yeah. didn't get dropped off on the school bus for at least an an hour or so. Yeah. So probably four thirty, and then after that, I just sat down on the computer and talked to my friends on Looked ICQ. Porn. Yeah, porn back then took forever. It was like you're, trying to watch. You're uh, better luck watching the watching the. Yeah. You might yeah. See, you might see a nipple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so wavy. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jason David Frank, and don't forget if you're dealing with mental issues. Talk to somebody. Yep, one eight hundred. Bets off. 
Nope, nope. Sorry, that's that's a gambling phone. Uh, phone. 1-800-DON'T-DO-IT. National Suicide Prevention Hotline is, you could text 988, and there is a uh, person available 24 hours a day to to talk back to you. Or you can call them. I don't know the number, because if I'm pretty sure if I click call, it's going to make a phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Hi, this is Dan. I need help. Yeah. Yeah, What's what's your 800 number? What's the number? So. My 800 number? Oh, I know your 800 oh, yeah, number. You do. You're, you're getting a little pricey on that thing. I got ducks and chickens to pay for. You still Eggs. haven't gotten rid of the ducks sure. and chickens? No, it's, we've got a uh, feeler. It's somebody out there is interested, but with the holidays, they wanted to wait a couple of days. I think you should just go find a pond and let them, let them live their We're lives. We're getting there. But now with Sarah not working, um, she's taking care of them. So I'm. Oh, did she quit her job? Better. Yeah. She got a better job in Lincoln. Oh, oh! So she's going to commute to Lincoln every day, and that's a hell of a commute. Yeah, from I mean, where you live, it is. Yeah, it's a. I think she when she drove it a couple of times it was about fifty fifty five minutes. She's a fast driver, then. Yeah, well, I mean it's all interstate. So. My my commute is between thirty and thirty five minutes, and I never get out of town. <laughs> You're the other side of Omaha. Four that's minutes. the crazy thing about that. Is sometimes when I'm like. We're on one side of part of Omaha, and I'm like, I really need to go over and take care of this stuff with this client. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking drive down 72nd Street for 45 minutes to go. Oh, I never, miles. never take 72nd. Oh. Ever. Take 72nd during the day. 84th and oh. 90th. Yeah. And then cut over at the appropriate cross street when you get to Pavilion because 72nd Street from Pacific down to Q, Harrison, is horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost as bad. As 370. 370's traffic isn't bad, but those motherfucking stoplights. You know how I go down, when I'm going down to Bellevue like that? Instead of going down to 370, I go to, to Cornhusker, take Cornhusker down to the appropriate north-south street, like 38th, whatever. It's way quicker. Yeah, I got to go all the way from Gretna to usually south Omaha, so even though it's stop and go, I, and occasionally I'll just get off on the inter, get on the interstate and then take it around that way, but anyways... Another whiskey? What do yes, we got? Yes, this is the Jim Beam Single Barrel. I figured with all the uh, single barrel and barrel proof hubbub that goes on, I've never tried this, so we'll give her a go today. All right. This is a uh, commemorative thing that they did a, a little while back to celebrate the first barrel of Jim Beam that was produced in 1795. Mm. This runs between 30 and 40 bucks a uh, bottle, and it's 95 proof. That has got a lot of... Mm, I'll clear your sinuses. It's got a lot on the mouth. I would have to put some water with that. What uh, proof did you say this was? 95. It drinks hotter than 95 to me. It's just By the way, that was my sound effect for putting water in. It's just so... So much different than that singleton, obviously. I mean, it's completely different, but I just. Hmm. I'm getting something right at the end there. I get some apple. I get some some rye towards the back end. I think it might be the rye. Try a watered crisp. And then it finishes, for me, pretty vanilla heavy. Oh, yeah. That helps. Calm down a little bit, yeah. But I think this is just nice. Tasty, what bourbon should taste like. It's you get the char. Is it? 40 bucks yeah. on the high end. Perfect. 
Uh, you get you get a lot of the char, and then it kind of works through kind of apples and some dark fruit, and uh, finishes nice and vanilla. I like this. I I'd put this up with. With Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. This is yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. This is just proof that Jim Beam can make good whiskey. We've Jim talked Beam about does that make times. good whiskey. Just not Jim Beam White Label. Right. Just not a lot of their entry level stuff. But this yeah. is a, this one's an entry level. You know, I I've always said if you're if you're making cocktails, bourbon Coke, bourbon seven, that kind of thing, Jim Beam Black is solid. You know, it's four years older than Jim Beam White and only costs five dollars or six dollars a bottle more. So isn't that what we have in our well? Jim no, Beam Black? we have white label. We have Jack, I'm thinking Jack of the Jack Daniels. Daniels bottle. We really don't have a rail whiskey. We have our barrel whiskey. We make cocktails out of, but we don't have a cheap ass whiskey. In the you know the eight dollar whiskey in the I'm not I refuse. Yeah. All right, uh, Jim Beam single barrel. I think we all pretty I, well liked I, it. I like it. I could it's I could good. sit down and, yeah. and drink this stuff, especially for thirty or forty bucks a bottle. I would not be upset about it. I'd let James buy me a bottle. I'd let you buy me a bottle. Oh. By the way, Dan, mm-hmm. thanks for the, the heads up on um, oh the new TV show. Uh, Wednesday? Wednesday. Did it's you go great. did you go home and watch it last it's night? Great. Watch three episodes of <laughs> it. We'll finish it's it before. So good. She it's, just kills. She's, she's the she, amazing. I'm telling you the thing that is I've had this constant conversation in my head a lot about actors versus entertainers. Like, Ice Cube is an entertainer. He plays the same fucking character in everything he does. John Wayne. He's an entertainer. Keanu Reeves. Uh, I think he's kind of borderline. He can't... But, yeah, he basically plays... He Keanu doesn't play Reeves. the same character, but he doesn't change up his voice or anything. Um, well, Ryan, Christian Bale Ryan is an actor to me. Uh, I actually put... Uh, and I put Christian Bale in there because... Who was the you guy? You could watch Vi- uh, Vice... And not realize that was Christian Bale. Who's the guy in uh, Dallas Buyers Club? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Though he's a hottie and all the women yeah. watch him because he's hot. I think he's a great actor. He is a good actor. Matthew McConaughey has turned into an actor for me for a while. Well, he's this, one of those method actors yeah. where you'll see him gain 50 pounds. You'll see him lose 50 pounds. You'll see him yeah. learn how to not talk with his accent, right. which is like his thing. Yeah. And his this, one, Dallas Buyers Club, you swear to God, you thought the guy was dying of AIDS. Yeah. I mean, he just, he did, oh. And what was it, uh, I think you guys were saying that he went right from that to Wolf of Wall Street, and that's the reason why he's so thin in that one scene, is because he had he didn't yeah. have time to put the weight back on yet. Yeah. But the girl that plays Wednesday Adams in this Wednesday show is an actor to me, because... I've not seen her in anything else, so I... Else. But... What I was saying to Sarah, and something I noticed a couple of times, you can, can, you can see exactly what she is trying to do when and she doesn't even say a word. Oh, yeah. She's, she's her, good. her facial expressions, her actions, she, she could tell you what she's thinking without... The, only, the only miscast in the show, I think, is I think the guy that plays... Gobet, Gomez. Gomez. Oh, I'll watch anything of Luis Guzman. He's terrible, dude. Like, Gomez is supposed to be good-looking. Like, he's supposed right? to be like suave and boner. Yeah. And How's he supposed to be good-looking? The original guy that played Gomez Adams was a big, bug-eyed, goofy-looking fucker. But he was... He was not good-looking. Are you thinking of... Uh, the very Lurch? first... No, no. He's, I'm thinking he about thinking, Gomez Adams. Yeah, he's thinking about the he was a big Gomez. old bug-eyed little pencil mustache, goofy-looking guy. John Aston? Yes. But it's good. I, I completely I agree with you three guys. The, I, I can't even think of the guy who plays it now. But we, you also have to remember this 
particular show is not based off of the original show. It's yeah. based off the cartoon. Oh. So compare the cartoon lookalikes to... And it's... Uh, I just totally forgot. Yeah, it, but it, I... I, I liked everyone else that was cast for this. I like Christina watch, Ricci's I'll in it. I'll watch anything with Luis Guzman in it. I uh, he just, he plays Gomez Adam different than, I guess for me, different than the t- the movies. Because in the movies, he was very suave. Yeah. And he was put together. This characterization it of it, he's kind of a goof. And I don't like it. It wasn't worthy when they did their dances and they got all lovey-dovey. You know, like it wasn't cringe. Like that mm-hmm. back scene, that, that seat. The scene in the back seat when they're dropping yeah. her off is just like, stop. Yep. Dude, this is gross. Please just stop. It. <laughs> and Catherine Zeta-Jones is pretty good as Morticia so far. She does good. She's got great vocal inflection. She changes Dan, up. She doesn't have Dan, her accent. She, yeah. does, she does what? She doesn't. She changes up her accent. No. To where she, she doesn't do Mark's, good. Mark's correcting oh. your oh. grammar. She sorry. does well. She does well. Sorry. You're in, you were in radio. I know. I, not for the last two years. Yeah, they don't really worry about grammar too much in radio unless you're doing on commercials air. and shit like that. Yeah. I uh, And on it's kind of ironic that I just made that mistake because Sarah's been watching a bunch of YouTube YouTubers on tips and tricks for Disney. And the, I, was, I was watching one for like 10 minutes and I finally go, does she have to end every sentence with a fucking question? It's going to be a beautiful day. It's a current. It's like a, that's the way young people talk. I, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it, and the, the it's sing songy. Yeah, it's adjectives yeah. for everything. Super good, super. And I'm like, I can't handle this chick. I have no. I have so much more appreciation for the YouTubers that I watch because they have proper grammar. Anyways, sorry. I just found Wednesday. out that a friend of mine's niece is making eleven thousand dollars a month wow. making YouTube videos. Yep, there's a lot of money to be made there. It's ridiculous. Yep. Matt, I would highly suggest you watch it. Kevin, have you watched Wednesday yet? Yeah, it's fucking good. It's eight episodes. It's a. Uh, do you kind of agree? It's kind of a, well. When you get to the end of it, I want to know if you feel like it's an Agatha Christie deal. Oh, I can see that already. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that that was one of my discoveries over the weekend, along with um, Pepsi. Where's my jet? Ha! Huh, yes, I I have, I've been <laughs> wanting to watch that one. <laughs> so synopsis is that Pepsi did those Pepsi points years ago. And in the TV commercial, it was a really good TV commercial. Like, this kid got up out of bed, put on a Pepsi T-shirt, and below it, it said, Pepsi T-shirt, 75 points. And he goes and puts his Pepsi hat on, 150 points. Puts his Pepsi sunglasses on, 200 points, you know, whatever. He just keeps dressing up more and more Pepsi stuff. The end of it, he lands at school in a Harrier jet. And at the bottom of it, it says, Harrier jet, 7 million points. So this one kid was like, I'm going to get 7 million points. And I'm going to get a Harrier jet from Pepsi. So he ends up going to his business partner friend. Who the guy's like, put a profit and loss together for me and tell me what this is going to cost me to get a Harrier jet. He ends up doing all the math, ends up finding the back door, which is perfectly legal because Pepsi put no restrictions on this. There's no asterisk. There's no fine print. There's no anything. $34,000 it was going to cost him to get 7 million Pepsi points. That's a... Steal on a Harrier jet. And purchase a $36 million Harrier jet. And it's a three or four part series about how that whole thing went. And Jesus. That was fascinating. So awesome. (laughs) Get it and turn around and sell it right back. Yeah. That's what he goes. Question number four is after question number three, can you legally own a Harrier jet? Question number four was 
what are we going to do with it? And the kid goes, well, I'd like to fly it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the promotions that have happened, like that's one that has totally changed promotions and how yeah. people did. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Hold Your, Hold Your Pee for PlayStation Wii. That was another huge one because that chick died doing, yeah. <laughs> doing it. Well, in the, the Drink the Milk contest, yeah. Yeah. they overdosed on milk. <laughs> Lady died. Yeah. yeah. That uh, was you, we did that on the on the Capone show uh, on the radio with uh, Neil. Oh, the drink a Neil. gallon of milk. Yeah, and it was chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. That dude. <laughs> it was so funny. Do you see it's, they came out with an actual cause of death for Bruce Lee? No. Water intoxication. Hmm. I thought he got shot. No, that's, no, that's his son. His son, his son got but I thought shot. he got shot too, or he got something. Said he died of water intoxication. He took a punch to the stomach or something. I think that's Houdini. Houdini well, died Houdini of a punch did, to the stomach. Houdini did die from a punch to the stomach. Actually, I wanted, I wanted apparently it was like six. Bruce Lee got... Well, Houdini's was... He told the guy, yeah, you can punch me in the stomach. And the guy just hauled off and hit him. <laughs> didn't let him get ready or anything. And now, you know... Yeah. And apparently after he was done, he turned to the guy and said, that'll do. And he laid back down and, and died, died four days later. Yeah. Of, uh, I believe, a ruptured appendicitis or something. Something but, like that. All right. More whiskey. I've lost track. Shit. I'd say this one. That one's the new one on that side. Thank you, sir. Our unopened treasure of the week. We've talked about this several times. This is a bottle that has been floating around the pub. Well, not really floating. It's been sitting on a shelf, and we haven't opened it yet. It may be new, sitting on the new section. It may be one that has been sitting in, in its yep. respective section something for we, something we find months to years. But, Matt, what have you picked try. for us today? We're going to do this, uh, this little thing from Willet. This is the Kentucky Vintage Bourbon. It's a straight Kentucky bourbon. Runs 90 proof. Distilled, aged, and bottled in the great state of Kentucky. This is a Willet a, a Willet product. This is their baseline entry level. Runs twenty five to thirty five dollars a bottle. They know what they're doing. Um, my guess, just like a lot of the other Willet offshoots, it's a, a distillery that was purchased, and they reopened up the name, and there you go. All right. Guys, thoughts? To me, it's a little bit antiseptic, and it's got a metallic finish on it that I'm not a fan of. Hmm. It's definitely it a $25 bourbon. It doesn't have a lot on the tongue. I'm I, not get, I get just a lot of caramel. Mm-hmm. Caramel, a little tiny bit of char, a mm. little bit of that smoky char. But I think for 30 bucks a bottle, I'd, I'd go to town on this thing. Absolutely. Another one of those you could bring over to your friend's house and you don't care. that You leave it and you don't, it. yeah. But I, I think a drip or two of water could help this, help kind of take the, that front end astringency away. But otherwise, I'd, shit, for 30 bucks, I would not be mad about this bottle one bit. Made the same place as Noah's Mill. Which is uh, another reboot mm-hmm. from Willet. Noah's Mill was one of the first higher-end bourbons we brought in. Long, long time ago. That uh, second taste, I really did get that caramel you were talking about. And I now like for something stuff. completely different. Oh. My accountant came in, Bill, the accountant, and he brought a bottle he would like us to taste. Well, really Bill, twist my arm. Uh, twist our arm. I, I, would, I would give Bill's company... Am I allowed oh, shit, to sorry. say where you work? 
Bill is my accountant. He works at Boone and Associates, and they do my accounting work for the bar. He's a great guy. I liked him better when he was next door. He was around more. <laughs> now he has to drive up here to have lunch. Ugh. And then he's going to do something stupid like retire. When's he doing that? Oh, yeah. By the way, are you having any luck finding somebody to, to clean your sidewalk? No, I'm not. Anybody out there looking for a side gig, uh, just come up to the pub and talk to Mark. He will pay you to come up and clean his driveway. I will sidewalk. overpay you to come up and scoop my sidewalks and dri- driveway. Uh, what would you, uh, Matt, what would you say square footage of his driveway is? I don't know. I've never been to Mark's house. What? It is 20 by 40-ish. And then I'm on a corner lot, so it's got a long sidewalk. Honestly, heavy snow probably take you an hour. When I could walk and I had a snowblower, I could do, regardless of the amount of snow, I could be down in 40 minutes. Hmm. But I had a good snowblower. Anyway. She was cool. (laughs) Anyway, Bill brought us a bottle of Basil Hayden finished in cask. This is a red wine cask finish from Basil Hayden. It's going to drink uh, 80 proof. It's been artfully aged. I wonder if artful the, aging is different than regular aging. By the James do you set a Manet above it? You know, maybe a copy of a Picasso like right next to it. Uh, Matt, <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. I was reading it off the back. Okay. Basil Hayden. Wait, do I have another one? Or did I get? Is this? Did you give me your last one, Chris? Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm. Whoa! Holy buckets! That's a different nose. Hold on. All of the wine notes. Oh yeah, All that's heavy, heavy. I mean, if you close your eyes and take a sip, you'd swear to God it was red. Oh, and the finish, long, long, Holy back of the tongue finish. Bob, you like wine too, right? He comes to our whiskey tasting, but whines about it every time he does because he doesn't like whiskey. I'm gonna drink a bottle of wine next time and just drink my wine. I almost think it's too whiny. Hmm. I think there's too much wine how on it. How long is it? Eight? Do you know how? Did you were you able to see how they, long it was? They won't for? tell you. Oh, I didn't say no, it's bad. It's fantastic. But if I but if I want whiskey, I don't want it to taste all like wine. I want I want some whiskey in there too, which I think this is really heavy on the wine. But that's just me. I I, I like, like the it. whiskey flavor. It smells good. The wine is that's that's all that's all I get is is the heaviness of the wine finish, and they don't even tell you what kind other than it's red. I don't think I it's would, bad. I would think that that's probably a cab. It's not. Most likely. It's not a Zin. It doesn't have enough no, it's spices. Not, it's not sweet enough either yeah. for a Zin. But this is, I mean, it's it's good. It's just not what I would look for in a in a wine finish. Because it's too much wine. I want more whiskey. But that's all right. To each their own. Well, could you could you mix something with that? Maybe add a you know two ounces of this to maybe an ounce of. You probably just pour regular basil Hayden with it if you. Yeah. Because that's I would assume that's all this is is regular basil Hayden that that they dump in some red wine barrels. Well, I finished that, mine. That is a much much lighter version of bourbon than than we're all pretty much used to. Well, well, Basil Hayden is is that. If it, first of all, it's an eighty good. proof. Bur- I I always used to call Basil Hayden my afternoon bourbon. Mm. If I want a glass of bourbon in the afternoon and w- didn't want to get hammered, drink Basil Hayden. Which I'm pretty sure this is also aged in toasted barrels, if I'm reading it correctly. So that so the char and the smokiness is going to be minimized a little bit just because it's a toasted barrel. 
I like it. I don't hate it. It's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. Related news, Aaron Rodgers might not be coming back to play professional football. There's a chance. So his uh, his trajectory of what happened with this game with uh, Jordan Love coming in for him with injured thumb and he thought he had a collapsed along because he got hit pretty hard, he, yeah, pretty he, bad twice. And uh, what happened with his career is Brett Favre got injured. He came in, did well enough that they were like, okay, cool, you can re- replace Favre. Same thing's going to happen. Jordan Love's going to – they're going to – Jordan Love's our quarterback. Jordan Love played great yesterday while he was in, what I saw. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is probably going to go to, like, Detroit or something. He'll go to Detroit and win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah. yeah. He'll fall Tom Brady. Favre yeah. got close with Minnesota, didn't he? Uh, he they, did. They uh, got pretty close. They didn't yeah. make the Super Bowl, but I, I think they. I want to say AFC Championship game. I think they got into a championship game. Yeah. Sorry, I got to get closer to the mic. I think it was good. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. ironic that, and I'm not, I'm not throwing this back in uh, uh, Rogers' face at all because he really had nothing to do with how that whole Favre situation unfolded. But it's kind of funny that it's unfolding again. The same What's, exact way. Yeah. That's what happens at most teams, though. Yeah. That's at, how backups get their shot is your, is your top dog gets hurt. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be the, the calling card for anybody that's going to say, no, I'm not coming out of the game because the guy behind me is – is well, decent because Brady was behind Bledsoe and Bledsoe yeah. was a fantastic like, he was quarterback. A great quarterback, yeah. He Brady just, never would have got a shot if Bledsoe didn't get absolutely no, at least not in New England. Yeah. But there again, I think Brady has sold then, the soul to the devil because he's an amazing quarterback. Did you ever model no, good she, looks? She divorced him. <laughs> Do you ever read the read? No, the, he's, I think he's fine with that. Oh yeah. Do you ever read the? Uh, the Edgar Allan Poe short story called A Picture of Dorian Gray? You could have no. answered that question at Reed. No. Oh, true. Okay, sorry. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> the guy who made I mean, it they, is... They uh, may have made you read that with the cousin. first edition of Huck Finn back in the day. And fucking Baltimore named their team after him? <laughs> fucking Ravens. <laughs> that was a long road to fuck the Ravens. It really was. You, you had like to work your way into that one. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Rogers possibly out at Green Bay. I mean, he's been playing with a broken thumb for six weeks. And they're weeks. shit. They're, they are shit. Well, he's thrown more interceptions this year than he has in previous seasons combined. I, again, I'll, I'll go back and say, I, I just got a real kick out of the headline of, as trade deadline ends, Packers make no moves. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot of moves to make. I well, they, I mean, maybe they couldn't find anybody, but then again, anybody would have been better than what they got right now. A serviceable wide receiver would have been good. Yeah. Well, they just had needs, one. They got rid just of him. Needs to restructure. Yeah. They sent contract. him to Las Vegas. Which guy. we still have Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's rock solid. He's just getting up there in age for a receiver. Um, anything else? I got nothing. I got nothing. Mark's tapped out. Chris is tapped out. Matt, you tapped out? I, I mean, I can be. Why don't you tell us about the next Whiskey Wednesday coming up? It's uh, going to be the 7th of December. We're doing a Tullaberdeen Vertical. It's 50 bucks. I'm not going to go through the scotches. We already did that once. It's good. It's I've had them all. They're all quite delightful. Tullaberdeen makes, makes good whiskey. So I would suggest you come up and Mark will tell jokes and I would say a song and dance routine, but I don't dance very well. He's not a 
He's not quite Dancing with the Stars quality S- anymore. Song and wheel routine? Song and sit routine? Yeah. <laughs> sit, sit and sing. Uh, it will also be on the 81st anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I missed it. We did Japanese whiskey last month. I should have done it this month. <laughs> I really should have. All right, guys, get to the library pub. Like we said, uh, open seven days a week, noon to 1 a.m. Snow uh, tonight. Really? One to three inches. Tonight? Sweet. Yep, I saw it on the Weather Channel while I was getting dressed today. I'm a Weather Channel nerd. Are you? I love the Weather Channel. Is it on when you're getting ready? I watch it when I'm getting ready. I'll watch it when I'm they getting ready me to off, take though. a nap. They pissed me off because they got rid of local on the 8s. They still show it. They just don't showcase it like they used to. Like they used to. It used to be a whole big thing, and now they just run it across the bottom. They do yeah. a crawl across the bottom. and You, be, you set your watch. Eight, eight minutes after every hour. Yeah, and that's how I started. I, I've been watching Weather Channel before work for years and years. Kind of tells you what kind of night you're going to have. It can help. Yeah. Which I'm assuming with three inches of snow tonight, sometime after 11, we'll be okay early, and then it's going to die once once those little white flakes start falling. Everyone panics. I think with the pro- – I mean, it, it may s- snow that much, but I can't imagine much of it's going to stick. I mean, it's – I hope not. I don't have anybody to scoop my sidewalk. <laughs> not until this airs, at least. All right, guys. Once again, that's going to do it for us. Thanks a lot for listening. Be sure to uh, share the Library Pubcast out so we can continue to grow and get here on December 7th for the Tullaberdeen Whiskey Wednesday starting at 7 o'clock. 50 don't f- bucks. Don't forget to pick up the Old Elk Barrel Pick and the Smooth Ambler Barrel Pick. Uh, available at the library pub. Only at the library pub. The reason we had to raise the price on this tasting from our normal 45 to 50 is because the last whiskey we'll be tasting was distilled in 1970. 44 years old. It's officially a 44-year-old scotch. can't be. 30, it's 52. Well, uh, aging stops when it's bottled. True. Yeah, you don't get credit for having it sit on the shelf. Uh, which is about a retails about fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred. Could you imagine trying to figure out what ages of some of these whiskeys are that have been in here for six, eight, ten, fifteen years? If the aging continued while it was on the shelf, I know well, this, honestly, this originally was a six-year. Honestly, I'm glad it doesn't age in a bottle because sometimes aging is not good. Yeah, it would make your product very expensive. Variable. Unpredictive. Expirable. That was a word I was thinking of. Yeah, and you'd have that too, you know. At what point does it age so much that it ages out, you know? Uh, Go watch Wednesday on Netflix. You'll enjoy it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, Stan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced and usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a 
broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen.